Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joe at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original. 103.7 WEI. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Cordishi and Coit on Southern New England Sports Original 1037 WEEI. Scott Cordishi, Nick Coit, back together here in Providence. Back to our normal Saturday morning routine here, Mr. Coit. I, I, I wasn't used to it. I got this morning, the alarm went off. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is what this feels like again. Yeah, it's been a few weeks, but good to be back with you. Scott. Yeah, good to be back, Joey P. Great to be back with you. I wish wish we were there in person with you, but up in our Worcester, Massachusetts. Well, well studio, I appreciate that controls. sentiment. I know I haven't seen you guys in person in quite a while. Nick, uh, once a couple months ago. Well, I I, I was going to say, Scott, I, I I think you mean that. Wish we were together with Joe somewhere doing the show with all Here three of us. Here in Rhode Island, closer. <laughs> there in the hot box in Worcester, I'm I'm good. I don't uh, need to. Yeah. Hey, from your lips to you know whose ears, let's make it happen. Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, it is one of those rare off weekends in the NFL. Of course, the week between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Eight, a week from tomorrow, Niners and Chiefs in Las Vegas. We'll talk about that. The game of coaching musical chairs is over with in the National Football League, and Bill Belichick didn't get a seat. Neither did Mike Rabel, for that matter. Uh, We'll talk about that. We'll talk about now the makeup of Gerard Mayo's staff and get your thoughts on that. He is named as offensive and defensive coordinators and his special teams coach as well. And we've got uh, college and pro basketball to get to. It's NHL All-Star Weekend. I don't think the All-Star Game gets anybody excited. I mean, All-Star Games in sports haven't done that for years you shouldn't say that because it's at three o'clock this afternoon on oh, ABC, abc six, six. All right. um <laughs> yeah i just it's it's unbe- no, know. you know and we've talked about this before when i was a little kid i used to get excited for all-star games because they meant something yeah, yeah you know the guys played hard and it meant something and it resembled the regular season the real games and now they've become a joke nobody there's no defense nobody hits anybody and so it's a shame, you know, because it, one of my favorite early memories as a kid, um, my my uncle Kevin, God rest his soul, uh, was a season ticket holder for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And yep. they had just opened what is now uh, the Amelie, uh, Amelie Arena. Yeah. Um, it was originally the Ice Palace, yep. which was awesome. I went to it when Did it was you? the Ice Palace. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was it was great. He actually got my dad and I tickets to the 1999 NHL All-Star game. Uh, and Bork was still in a Bruins uniform. Um, I bu- got a bunch of autographs that weekend, including I got Bobby Orr's autograph that wow. weekend as a kid. Yeah, and that was that was Dad's doing. He may or may not have uh, had to skirt through some security or gotten uh, a little smooth doing that, but he got the autograph. So it, it was 
one of my favorite memories because it was just so many, so many stars. It was, it was fun. The Backstreet Boys were supposed to sit five rows in front of us. Do it. They did the national anthem. Wow. And they came down. Like, oh yeah, the whole thing. It was. This is '99, guys. So this was, you know, back when they were huge. Oh, um, so you know, great. it's funny. Like a year or two later, so this would have been the Super Bowl after the 2000 season. So it would have been February of 01. Mm-hmm. I was down there for the score covering the Super Bowl. It was the Ravens and the Giants. Nice. And we had the Tampa Bay Lightning owner on our show from Radio Row. Yeah. And he invited us to the game yeah. and gave us tickets. What's his name? I, I forget, to be honest with you. I don't even remember what his name was. But he came on with us, or maybe it was the GM, whoever it was, okay. but invited us to the game. So, you know, we ended up going. It was me, uh, I think, Mike Companion, and Grush that went to the game. That's awesome. And, and the thing that I remember is – it's such a weird thing in Florida. Like, it's, you know, 75, 80 degrees outside, you're in shorts, and then you walk into an ice rink. It's like, yeah, this is kind of a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Know? Up strange. here, you used to go into an ice rink when it's cold out yeah. in the winter. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of a cool experience. That was when I, We uh, ended up hitting Disney World for a few days before that, too. So that was my first trip to Disney World with Dad, which was fun. And, yeah. Um, yeah, we had a great week. But I, I just remember that vividly, meeting some of the stars, meeting some of the former Bruins stars that were around. Like I said, we got Bobby Orr's autograph. Phil Esposito was hanging around that weekend. Um, got to talk to uh, Kenny Linsman, the rat. I remember that one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that was pretty cool. It was one of my first, like, real exposures to, like, how big of a hockey fan my dad was. And yeah. it really got me into it and got me into the Bruins. So, yeah, that was that, one of my favorite childhood memories. So, uh, college basketball, maybe we'll start here and just get some of this stuff out of the way before we move on to other stuff. But uh, Plenty to talk about. Yeah, the Brown Popery. Bears win here last night over Penn. They, they needed that win in terms of the league standings. It kind of solidifies their spot for the moment in fourth place, Huge. tied with Harvard in the Ivy League. Uh, but a good win for the Bears, a nice crowd here at the Pits. They're expecting another good crowd tonight when they host Princeton at 6 o'clock. Um, you know, it's funny. Keno Lilly Jr. last night held scoreless in the first half, mm-hmm. and then he scores 19, his season average, in the second half. And I said at the beginning of the second half to the viewers on ESPN+, Plus, I said, I've seen this script before, yeah. and I know how it ends. Just wait a minute. This guy's going to heat up. And sure enough, mm-hmm. bang, 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 and there he is on his season average. I said the same thing to uh, the two alums who we interviewed at halftime, Ted Mundy and, yep. and Bill Chapman. I said – you know, because Bill's like, man, Keno had no, no points in the first half. I said, Bill, you, you just wait. <laughs> yeah. He hits one, he's going to hit another, and he's going to hit another, and yeah. he's going to hit another. And that's exactly what happened. And that was huge. I thought, though, last night um, what really helped was that Brown got contributions from everywhere. Um, four guys were in double-digit scoring, and that, that was really, really huge. Well, um, Kino and Nana have been the constants for this yeah. team, Nana Uwusu Anani, and, and he produced it at a high level again last night. But it was Aaron Cooley with 14 Bingo. points, and it was Kalu Anya with 13 points, 13 rebounds, and no turnovers. Yep. So that's that's really the big difference. And the other thing is, too, as we said earlier in the season, you know, Brown playing through their bigs a lot because that's the strength and depth of their team. And they were turning it over a lot early in the season. Yep. Nana has slowed his game down a little bit. Yep. And, uh, you know, they're not turning it over like they were. And Kalu last night, like I said, zero turnovers. So yeah. that's when, you know, when you're not giving the ball away and giving possessions away, that's huge. Uh, I asked Mike, you know, in the in the post game, you know, when you build a team the way you do and you have the depth that you have in your front court, was last night sort of one of those games where you envisioned, you know, 
more of the success that you saw with this team and the strengths kind of coming out instead of some of the, maybe the weaknesses, whatever. And he said, you know, basically like what you just said, like turnovers have been down. We've been a much more efficient offensively. Um, sharing the basketball, talked about a lot of the assists with the with the bigs last night with the front court. And so basically the answer was yes. I mean, they when you're taking care of the basketball and you're running the offense through the front court and you're having all the assist numbers and the success you have like a night last, like last night, that's yeah. that's huge. That's ideal for Brown. So it should be a real good atmosphere again here tonight. The Princeton Tigers at 6 o'clock, and it is alumni weekend, so a lot of the Brown basketball alumni will be back and in attendance for that game. There'll be an alumni game earlier <laughs> in the afternoon, so all those old guys can get out there and yeah. uh, play a game at 3.15 today, so it should be a lot of fun. Nick, earlier this week, the Providence Friars played in Storrs, Connecticut against top-ranked UConn, and I know we've talked about this off the year. I, I really thought going into that game, uh, I didn't love their chances because I do think UConn is head and shoulders above everybody in the Big East. In yeah. fairness to the Big East, which is very strong again this year. But I said if the Friars have a chance to upset the Huskies, they're going to have to bring their defense to stores with them yeah. because we've seen that Kim English has this team digging in on that end of the floor. And really that's good. one of the things I love about this team. Uh, Brown witnessed it firsthand, and I was there at the amp. I'm like, wow, these guys freaking defend under Kim English. This is impressive. And I said they're going to have to bring that to stores. They did to their credit. They did. I mean, it was a foul fest and, and a parade to the free throw line for both teams, which kind of made it sort of an ugly game. But the Friars had a chance. Their defense gave them a chance in mm -hmm. that game. Yeah, I mean, Kim said it perfectly in the postgame. Like, you can talk about the foul count and all that jazz all you want. Defensive rebounding, they didn't do well enough. Free throw line, they didn't do well enough. That's right. what cost them the game. Yeah. They, did, they did the right things defensively. They kept themselves in the game. They hung around. You hit a few more of those free throws, the opportunities there you know, you, you could have pulled that off. The other thing I like about Kim English, he Very does not real. he does not make excuses for his team. Nope. Just the opposite. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he'll he tell you, this is why we lost. Yeah. We didn't defensive rebound well enough. We didn't hit free throws. Yeah, right? That's it. it. It wasn't like, oh, well, we were close. It's moral victory. No. 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 This is what we didn't do. This is why we lost the game. No, and I think that's why his players really, you know, like playing for him too. He's straightforward. He don't, He's honest. And having the guys that he brought with him from Mason, I think, helps in terms of that voice, you know, really, I, I think, ringing, you know, loud in that locker room um, because they, they respect his they respect his coaching, they respect his opinion, and I think it bleeds through. And having a guy like Devin Carter on board the way that he does, um, boy, Carter has just been spectacular. An, an awesome season. season he's having. I mean, he is, like, literally player of the year type candidate he in might NCAA. Be. Um and, and player of the year in the Big East, yeah. too. So, obviously, uh, you mentioned the guys he brought in from Mason. Too bad he was in foul trouble because when he was on the court, Adoro, Adoro was, awesome. was a freaking beast. He was he, awesome. He was unbelievable. He was awesome. Um, just And he he beat, he won his matchup. He, he did. With Donovan Kling. Yes, he did. Who is a, a stud. I mean, a, a, a freak. <laughs> and he won that matchup. I mean, Josh's, I think, patience and his footwork – are two real strengths of his. He's and crafty too. He's he a is. smart player. Yeah, it's 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 really really impressive. He was he was all a ten for two years for a reason. I think as Big East play has gone on, he has settled into it. Yeah, and if they can continue to get that from him, and I think Jaden Pierce come along, particularly on the defensive end. I think he has really started to make progress. 
you know, those two developments for the Friars are keeping them in this thing. I, if you if you win the games, this one at Nova is a huge one Sunday. You get a road win at Nova against a team that you could basically, if you win this game, you could you could bury Nova. They are in a on a bad stretch right yep. now. You could really send them into a tailspin, you know. But if you can, you're five and five in Big East play right now. If you can go five and five, six and four the rest of the way in the league, and then maybe get a game at the Big East tournament. It, so if they go six in. and four and you finish eleven and nine, that's going to put you in a situation where you're going to have a first round matchup against either a Georgetown or DePaul. And I think you win that. I, I you're think in. You, I think you're in. You're in. I think if you go five and five and you you, you finish five hundred. You might have some work to do in New York and maybe yeah. win a little bit of a tougher game in the first round. Maybe you have to win another. So that's kind of right. how I feel about them right now. But they're in position. Yep. And that's a real credit to Kim and the staff with everything they went through in January and having to adjust on the fly. Yep. The fact that they're right where they want to be, that's, yeah, that's huge. Um, this is the first time you and I have had a show since Ed Cooley <laughs> made his return yeah. to the Yamp last Saturday. That happened after our show. I was up at Dartmouth. You were there. I wasn't, but I watched it. I, I literally, I set up early at the, my broadcast location so I could put Fox on my laptop, and I just watched it and listened. Uh, and it was it was quite something. It was everything that I thought it would be, the atmosphere at the dunk. You were there. Mm. Just give me your take on, on what went down. I've never heard a man booed that loud in my entire life. Yeah. I'll start with that. Um, you know, I, I think for the most part, I think with how wild and crazy the and emotional the feeling was around in the day, surrounding the day, uh, I think for the most part, everybody sort of behaved. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's that's a real, uh, it's a good thing. Right. Um, so there was no, like, throwing stuff no, or no anything No, throwing stuff no throwing or ejections or no, stuff like that. I think the only thing that really happened was beforehand. I mean, I showed up. After the show, I got in the car and went down there. So I got there about 9.30. Guys, the students were packed outside already. Oh, yeah. It was Those are some un- awesome videos you posted. Un- Me and Devin were watching them. Yep, saw the videos on social Crazy. media. And so there was a few kids that got a little wild before the game, and, and I, I think there was a few kids. Hopefully they're okay. Got hurt, something like that. Got trampled or something like that. But once they got in the arena – it was extra. I love security. how you just dismissed that. Ah, they got trampled or something like that. I, 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 well, I don't know. I, I, like, I, that's what I heard. I just saw the scrambling. Whatever. It sounds like it was okay because I think it would have been worse. It, it, I think we would have reported something on sure. the news or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and follow up. But like, for the most part, you know, extra security was in there. They made sure everybody got in there, you know, safely, um, and everybody voiced their opinions as loudly as they can. Um, you know, and there were some chants that were like, oh, you know, I oh, don't. Yeah. Did they did they turn the volume down on Fox? Uh, so it, it was tough to tell because I was in an arena where they're playing music, yeah. so I didn't get to hear it completely. Okay. Because um, there was a lot of. But and uh, I, I saw on social chance. media after the you know some of the student section chant. I mean, you knew the F Ed Cooley was coming, yep. right? That was a given. Yeah. But like, where's so, your mistress? Uh-huh. Was was one of the chants that I saw. Oof. Um, it, it, that, and that's like. So here's what I would say. Like, and, and look, maybe his wife, Nuri's wanted to go, but, like, that's one where I would have said, honey, you might want to stay home yeah. for this one. Yeah. Like, I felt bad for her yeah. when that stuff was said. It's like, you know, I didn't feel bad for Ed. Yeah. I felt bad for her. Yeah. And I'm like, I almost would have encouraged her, you might want to stay home for this one. It's, it could get a little ugly. Yeah, right, right. You I, know? It, but they, look, they, 
it's it, we're on the other side of it. Yep. Um, and it was it was an interesting atmosphere. I think the best thing that could have happened for the day, guys, is that it was a close game. Because I think if it was a blowout, 25, 30 points, fans get bored, they're just booing. Yeah. Maybe then something, you know, right. stupid, you know, happened. I don't know. I don't want to theorize. But, like, the best thing that happened that was, was that it was a close game. Yeah. And then Devin Carter, again, put his stamp on a game and right. put things away. And, um, you know, I think what became interesting afterwards was the post-game press conference um, where – just can't help himself. He can't help himself. Well, here's here's the one that got me was, you know, I, I think that the narrative was out there, particularly, you know, Kevin Mack wrote that great piece going into the game about how, you know, one of the reasons he may have left was that he felt that he maxed out at Providence. Well, you know what he said in the postgame press conference was, you know, basically it was like, I wish success for Providence. I hope we play four times a year instead of two. Yeah. Once for a Big East championship and once for a national championship. Yeah. Which immediately when I heard that, my brain goes, oh, so you think Providence College can win a national championship? It's like, huh. No, that's interesting. smoke up our backside. But I'm just saying, like, but, you know, the, the narratives out there that, you know, he maxed yeah. out here, well, yeah. well, you think that they can get there, it, it kind of contradicts things, right? So, you know, th- there was a few things there, and, and it was like, uh, okay. The one um, that got fans really riled up was the bonus check. They deserve. I deserve a bonus check for I this. Mm-hmm. And I, like and 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 the juxtaposition between that and Kim English going up there. It's not this about, not me. about me. <laughs> you know, it's like wow. You just couldn't have two different coaches in terms of their. Throw me a freaking bonus, okay? Yeah, their egos and 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 you know, one it's you know all about my players, and the other one, look at me. Uh, and uh, look, I've said that about it. I've never, ever, ever, ever disputed the fact that Ed Cooley is a good coach. I've never said that Ed Cooley can't build a program and build it at a high level. He did those things here. I've never said he's not a terrific motivator of men. I think that's his greatest gift, but I've said he's a narcissist Mm -hmm. and he is. Mm -hmm. And that would, that post game press conference was just a perfect example of it. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, you you're backed up by by that point, Scott, with with the way it, it went down. But um, you know, I, I, it was one of the most unique games and atmospheres and situations that we'll ever see. Even when he comes back in the future, they'll boo him, but it won't be the same emotion. I think, like it was on Saturday, yeah. the first time back. Yeah, no and question. It was, it was uh, so that's what made it one of the most unique games we'll we'll ever we'll ever cover around here. Um, but the Friars win. And, again, they've really positioned themselves really, really well, and that's what really matters here going forward to fans. The Roadie Rams, they, they played George Mason tough on the road last weekend, came up short, got a win earlier this week against LaSalle, and yeah. they should beat Duquesne today. We'll see. Um, you know, it was a good showing against LaSalle. Um, you know, they're, they're still trying to make progress on the defensive end. It's funny, Archie said this week that, my my teams the the last two years here they're they're like polar opposites. Last year, you know, we really collectively bought in about you know with defensive effort and defense digging in, we just couldn't score a basket to save our life. Yeah. This year, really good offensive team. You're going to find offense in different places. You know that's not the the issue or the problem with this team. It's slowing teams down defensively, particularly when they turn the ball over teams are running up the floor and getting easy baskets on them in transition um you know and they're not they haven't been tough 
to play against on the defensive end. So I think they're still trying to make progress there. The LaSalle win was good um, because it was a close game, and they ended up making the plays at the end to, to win it. Um, you know, so hopefully they can continue to make that progress today. And then the last thing I'm going to say about college basketball, I, I want to tip my cap to Phil Martelli Jr. Oh, He's yeah. done a terrific job in his first year as head coach. When you consider all that that program had to go through during the offseason, the stuff with Jared, and for him to take over under those circumstances and have this team playing this season the way that it has, yeah, they lost at home to Vermont last year. There's no shame in that. Vermont beats just about everybody. They went to UMass Lowell and beat the Riverhawks yeah. as well. Uh, and that is a hurdle they'll have to clear eventually if they want to be Kings of America East. But they're having a terrific season. Um, and, you know, all of that other extemporaneous bull crap that you used to see from Bryant, that you don't see that. He's reeled them in. Mm-hmm. I think they're a much more disciplined and classy team, if I can use those two words. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the bigger picture is he's doing a great job coaching them up. He yeah. really is. I, I give Phil Martelli Jr., a ton of credit well and they have a lot of guys I mean I I keep saying this about Bryant but what their their biggest strength this year is that is the role definition and how early it happened guys identified what they can do on this team early on and they've bought into it you know Sharif Gross Bullock you know is your option one Earl Timberlake is your all-around do-it-all guy he sets a lot of guys I, I keep going back to the assist numbers with him but those going up this year have been huge because he just he does everything for you. Um, a guy like Rafael Pinzone, who had a big shot the other night against UMBC to basically put the game away, he's a guy that right away he's he bought into. I'm going to come off the bench. I'm going to get my touches, get my few shots, and get myself going yep. and make an impact on this game. You know, a guy like Daniel Rivera is flashy. He can do a lot of different things. And then this is another team that digs in defensively. You know, they're <laughs> well. The score of that game against UMBC the other night wouldn't indicate was it, that. Wasn't <laughs> one of those. But you know, one of those nights yeah. where the it was a track meet. UMBC yeah. plays that way. Yeah. So, and that's a credit to Bryant is that they adjusted to that and they basically they got into a track meet with them and still won the game. Yeah. But typically, I the reason I bring that up is. That's a team that, Scott, doesn't have like a seven-footer or a, or a huge big guy that you're like, okay, this is their big man. And they're top, I think, 15 nationally in block shots per game, which tells me that they are bought in collectively in terms of protecting the basket. Because they just they don't have a big – in the past, they had a guy like a Hall Elijah at Bryant that yep. was like, okay, that's yep. the rim protector, their big guy. This team, you know, on a, I'll say on a good night, Scott, they're bought in defensively, even though the score, as you said, wouldn't indicate that against UMBC the other night. All right, so we've got the college basketball on the table. When we come back, I want to touch a little bit on the Celtics, mm-hmm. if we can. Um, again, I, by no means am I panicked about this team, but in the words of Frank Costanza, I've got a problem with you people. <laughs> I, I, you know, watching some of their losses, like to the Clippers and then more recently to the Laker bench, mm-hmm. um, again, I just I worry about this team come playoff time when they're in those big games and against those tough opponents. Are they tough enough? Are they smart enough? Are they well coached enough to get over the hurdles it's going to take to win an NBA championship? I still have my doubts. I see the talent. There's no denying the talent, but I have my doubts as to whether or not this team is smart enough 
is well-coached enough, is tough enough to win an NBA title. We'll get to that on the other side. If you want to join us, 401-777-1037 is that phone number. And you can also hit us up on the text line at 37937. Just as we're wrapping up this segment, uh, Doug in Plymouth texted me. He said, you asking Scott who the lightning owner was and him saying he didn't remember reminded me of when George didn't listen to Mr. Wilhelm and then started singing the downtown song. Hmm. I was going to clarify that. Do you know what's he what's he hinting at there? I don't know. Yeah, Doug, clarify that. I don't know. Text me. That that's a Seinfeld moment that yeah isn't clear in yeah, my right, clear yeah. in my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remind us. All right, we'll okay. take a timeout and we'll come back with your phone calls. You're listening to Cordishi and Coit on Southern New England Sports Original 103.7. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.